Hello there, everybody. This is Rob McManamy with HPAC Engineering Magazine. You're listening to HPAC On The Air. This month, we welcome back Scott Lynch, President and CEO of the American Boiler Manufacturers Association based in Vienna, Virginia. Scott has served in that role since June of 2014. He is joined today also by ABMA Director of Communications, Shanika Jason. So welcome to both of you. And uh, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me again. Thanks so much. Um, I know ABMA has a, has a lot going on this spring, uh, which is basically why we wanted to ha have you guys back. So first off, if you could please tell us a little bit about the, um, well, I guess this month is, well, uh, when we broadcast this will be April. So uh, this month is the Manufacturers Conference um, that's set for mid-April outside Chicago. So I think it's the first time since 2018. So how is it, uh, how's this one different from your other conferences and why is it making a comeback? Well, I'll start talking about that, and then Shaunika can tell you really what's going on. So this was an event that we've done in the past a couple of times, and then uh, as many of your uh, listeners and readers probably know, we had a, we launched our trade show, Boiler 2022, at the time. And so all resources kind of went focused on that and how we're looking at the Manufacturers Conference or any sort of other event opposite our membership meetings is that in the off years of the Boiler Show, which is now going to be every two years, and Boiler 2024 takes place in Denver next year, outside of Denver, we are looking at doing something else, and the Manufacturers Conference was a good kind of position that as like the off-year event when we're not planning in, in you know full steam planning for our big trade show. And the reason why we brought it back is because our members continue to tell us that it's great to engage them and the CEO level, for events um, at the, the higher level and with a, a larger event, but they really want their up and coming managers and leaders within the companies to have other opportunities to engage with ABMA. And the Manufacturers Conference is a perfect opportunity there because we kind of mix both professional development and personal development and boiler uh, topics that are trends in the industry all together in one place. It's a two day event. Uh, and we, we we try to find hosts in the area to uh, host manufacturing tours as well. So it's not just them sitting in a room and listening to people talk about boiler trends. We're also getting them out to see uh, both manufacturing tours. And we have an end user tour also for this time that we've included. So I'm going to turn it over to Shaunika and have Shaunika talk more about the tours and uh, both the manufacturing and end user tours, which are the kind of the, the manufacturing tour being a staple of the manufacturers conference. Well, thank you. So this time we're actually touring two ABMA member manufacturing facilities. We'll be touring SCC and Vapor Power. And we also just secured and are happy to announce our in-user tour, which we will be, um, it's an optional tour, but we will be touring the boiler room at the Amita Health Alexian Brothers Medical Center. And this one is right outside of Chicago. So it should be interesting to have our attendees see the manufacturing side of, you know, our member facilities, but also they'll have the opportunity to tour a large hospital and see how they um, address its steam and hot water needs. And just getting back to the manufacturing tour, the one thing that we are passionate about too is when we have two tours, they're not similar. So mm -hmm. SCC 
is the combust um, Siemens Combustions, which is controls instrumentation, you know, and technology. Um, and they also have a technology center there that we're going to be touring. And then Vapor Power, which is more of a standard um, um, boiler company where they're going to see like the boilers being built. And um, they actually also do electric boilers and some other boilers that are maybe not so standard. So it'll be an uh, opportunity to see maybe some types of boilers being built that most people don't see on a regular basis. A lot of opportunity there to do something a little different. And, and the goal, obviously, for us is those middle managers are in their jobs, you know, every day. They maybe don't get out as much into the field. Um, we want to give them an opportunity to see the full uh, vastness of the boiler industry and not just their jobs and their day-to-day -day operations. And just I know the 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 issue that we have that, that's just gone to press also has a, a bit more detail about this, too, is about about uh, some of the speakers and, and uh, other uh, presentation highlights. Um, I, I guess one thing that, that I know is a little different uh, uh, that uh, with coming to Chicago, I, you have a second city works, I think, is uh, is is that your closing keynote? I think. Yes. Could you describe yeah. that a little bit? Because it's a little bit different than. Uh, uh, than most other uh, types of presentations, I think. Yeah. So what, you know, like I, I talked about just briefly is that uh, when we're looking at this event, we also want to give people an opportunity from for some leadership and, prof and uh, professional development. Uh, and so in addition to having the boiler topics, we also want topics that are more like focused on them and, and their teams. Mm -hmm. And so we engage the folks at Second City, the famous Second City being, uh, you know, a true a um, improv troupe that has Saturday Night Live written all over it. And, you know, famous people have gone through Second City, but they come in and talk about how improv and just being and team building is so important to what they do. And then what a company can do as well, kind of thinking outside the box, um, engaging your people differently and using improv and other improv skills as ways to learn more about the people that you work with and help to kind of facilitate those relationships. And so we brought them in, It'll, it's gonna be funny, obviously it's gonna be fun, but mm -hmm. the message that we hope they leave with is that you know, doing everything the same within team meetings and within culture and, and you know, is it, you know, you go through the days and you have like uh, everything go on, but like everybody seems to do things the same all the time and shaking it up a little bit, doing something different learning more about your people is probably going to be beneficial to, to you as your, as an employee and to the company overall. Shonik, I don't know if you have any other thoughts on that, but um, we're looking for, uh, we, and we also wanted to end with it because we thought it was a good message to leave with mm -hmm. as they move on and go back to their jobs. If that's the last thing they hear from us, maybe that's the most impactful thing that they might bring back in addition to the boiler topics that they're learning about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's just going to be something different and exciting because, you know, they're going to have interactive exercises um, and also they're going to be looking at improving business performance. So, you know, it's kind of nice to end with something, you know, different, get you up out of your seat and, you know, it's fun and interactive. I think it'll be a treat for our closing keynote. Well, and we really also wanted to keep their butts in the seats and not have them leave early. <laughs> so we thought putting this at the end might be a way to do that. Oh, that's that's a good point. That's good consideration. Now, I guess with just the whole, certainly the manu manufacturers conference, conference. I'm sorry, is is uh, we'll be looking at manufacturing. That in particular is, it seems to be a particularly strong component of the economy at the moment. You know, there's there's so much angst. I think the Fed was doing something today with interest rates. Perhaps the economy's been on everybody's minds, and I know ABMA 
as its finger to the wind and, and you follow several industry economists. How are your members feeling uh, this spring about manufacturing and and uh, just the economy in general? How are they preparing for this kind of mythical recession, if at all? And we keep being told that it's six months away or so, but but uh, what, what's the mood, I guess, overall from your membership at the, at, at the moment? So we are always a lagging indicator. Um, so that's the first thing I will say is that when you hear things um, that are going on in the general economy or in retail, um, we're, we are usually six to nine months behind that. So that's the first thing. So I don't think that we're seeing any slowdown in our business uh, right now. I don't think our companies, they some of them still have backlogs from, you know, material uh, issues and other things that they're still pushing out there and they're still getting new business. So in terms of our members, I think our members are still pretty busy. And even when we had ITR um, at our January meeting, that was what they said to us, too, that we were not going to start seeing a slowdown in our businesses until you know, later in the year and into next year. So right now they're still busy. I think that the um, the question just is a transition now from other products and kind of what they're looking at in terms of, you know, renewables and and where that plays. That's probably more on their mind mm -hmm. uh, than, than the economy at this point. That they'll address the economy if there's a slowdown when it comes. But right now our members are, aren't really seeing that. And uh, you know, I haven't talked to some of them in a couple of months in January, but um, when we were in January, they certainly weren't feeling any slowdown in the business. And, you know, with some of the workforce challenges, um, you know, just having enough people to do things, uh, you know, there's uh, there's probably a, a little bit of a slowdown might not be terrible for some of our companies in terms of getting their stuff done. Mm -hmm. Actually, where was the January meeting? That was just that that just uh, concluded in. Was that in California or? Uh, or Go ahead, Shonika. Why don't you take this one? <laughs> we were at the Park Hyatt Aviara in Carlsbad, California. Ah. And we were there just um, around. We always meet generally around the MLK weekend. Okay. Okay. And I, I just know from social media following, it looked like, like a good time was had by all, I think. Uh, it was. The only problem was is that I think we were there during the worst weather in uh, San Diego history for a five-day period. Uh, oh we actually had to cancel the golf tournament in in sunny San Diego in January uh, because it had rained so much that it, that trees fell on the golf course. Oh, my. So so the good news was is that nobody was out at the pool because they were all in our sessions because it was pouring outside. The bad news <laughs> is, is that we uh, created an event that was supposed to be around sunny San Diego in January and that kind of wasn't the case. Well, I'm sure uh, hopefully Chicago will compensate with wonderful weather in, in April. Oh, I don't know about that. But <laughs> we get on the hope. I'm not sure either. Um, but uh, well, actually looking ahead to another conference, could you tell us a bit more about, about that summer meeting that's coming up in British Columbia? Is that your first time meeting outside the U.S.? Or, or I mean, I know you guys are so, the organization's so old, I'm, I can't imagine that's true. But so what's the emphasis going to be for that? Well, so there is a little bit of a, a conversation on that. We did have a meeting prior to my time in Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. um, which is not really considered outside the U.S., or maybe it isn't, but we've never had a meeting in Canada okay. um, in our history. And um, many of your uh, listeners might know that 10%, about 10% of our membership is from Canada. So 
I think they've probably been waiting for this to happen. And our current vice chair, Nancy Simino from Group Simino, is from Montreal. Her company's in Montreal. And Paul Ingham, who's also on our board of directors from Thermogenics, is from the Toronto area. So there's always been a, a focus on, on doing it. And we finally pulled it off. I will say, Rob, that this meeting has been rescheduled a couple of times. And we're finally getting it done because it was a COVID uh, a meeting that we had to push forward. Um, but we're really excited to be there. The attendance is, is we think, is going to be off the charts. Uh, so many people are excited to go to Whistler. Uh, we're going to be at the Fairmont Whistler, which is an amazing property. A lot of our attendees have never been there before, so we're offering them a new experience. We're really going to um, dive into the Canadian culture and what Whistler has to offer, uh, and we're really excited about being there. I'm going to have Shawnika give more details on the event Um uh, but it is our first time out of the out of the country, and uh, we're uh, our members are really excited to go. So go ahead, Shonika. So this meeting is going to take place um, at the Fairmont Chateau Whistler, and we're supposed to be um, coming together June 23rd through the 26th. Um, so we're really excited about this. We're about to launch our registration and our room block. So members are really really excited and get ready for it and. You know, we're hoping to pull together a completely different meeting, even the schedule we're, with the time. There's going to be one of the longest days of the year we're going to be there. So we're looking at some really fun opportunities to. Yeah, they um, said that it um it won't get dark until like 1030 at night while we're there. So <laughs> it, it it's really a crazy time to be there. And we're really looking at, uh, you know, really embracing the culture of Whistler, potentially doing a reception where we take a gondola up to the top of the of the mountain and have a reception out of there and do hiking and outdoor activities, you know, because this meeting is more of a social meeting meeting than probably the annual meeting uh, tends to be and all of our other events because families come. So this is open to so we'll have probably, I don't know, 40 to 50 people under the age of 18. Um, along with spouses and kids. But we do have boiler topics. We will have a really great presentations. Um, uh, our key, one of our keynote pre presenters is John uh, Grotzinger, who, who was the architect for the uh, mission to Mars, Mars rover mission. And uh, we, we have a whole bunch of engineers, so they're going to eat this up. They're going to love it. Um, he's going to talk about the challenges of creating this for the first time and what they went through. And then we also have the uh, Pikes Place fishmongers that are coming from Seattle to talk about the unique culture within their organization and how, you know, they have 20 to 30 year veterans that work there because of how great of a place is, is to work and how they work together. And then the presentation topics on the Proct and Mark groups will be coming together over the next couple of months. But we're really excited to be up in, up in Whistler trying something different and bringing people to an area that they haven't been to before. Well, very cool. That sounds like it should be a uh, a wonderful event. Just, well, I guess, with when you mention, uh, well, you mentioned the younger attendees. It reminds me of the next generation angle of so many of the of the, the conferences and and presentations. I guess it's also a point of emphasis. I think with the manufacturers conference, but it's really an important plank of everything that you guys do nowadays. It seems like. Can you tell me a little bit more about what, uh, or tell our audience really a little bit more about? What initiatives are underway that uh, maybe they should be aware of regarding, I don't know, next gen recruitment or or next gen outreach or or uh, I mean I know you guys uh, have the uh, the scholarships. Every, I guess that that's that's a standard. How long has the scholarships been going on? 
Oh, uh, I think the scholarships probably been around for at least 15 years. And uh, those scholarships are focused on students, both in uh, engineering programs, as well as more like um, hands-on uh, programs in the technical schools, welding programs, other things. And students can get scholarship dollars um, for uh, that that can be sponsored by a member company. And we give out between, you know, 10 to 15 scholarships a year of various amounts um, to different to students who qualify for that. Um, and it's nice to see that we've had a number of students go into the boiler industry after getting the scholarship dollars. Um, so that's a, um, but we are looking to expand that. And Shawnika, why don't you talk to the the focus of the workforce initiative that we're looking at strategically along with the manufacturers conference and why the why this is so important to focus beyond the CEO level. Sure. So, you know, when we met um, for our recent strategic planning, um, you know, workforce development is a topic that's really important right now for the boiler industry, for all manufacturing, honestly. And so we're looking at ways that we can educate and engage the, you know, upcoming um, graduates some things that we're thinking about is, you know, we have members who have become, um, you know, they're on some of the local boards at some of the colleges in their area, and they're getting feedback. And so we thought, you know, we're looking at ideas of maybe having our own advisory committee um, for education and how we're going to engage the the next generation and, and kind of the the curriculum that our industry is needing the upcoming students to learn and, and understand. Um, but also we're starting to regularly engage local schools and technical colleges for our trade show. So right now we're in the process of engaging Colorado School of Mines and Pickens Tech in the um, Denver area. Um, in preparation for Boiler 2024, we're trying to engage those students so they'll come one day and walk the expo hall of our show and our members can talk to them. They can learn more about our industry and available jobs. And we're also able to kind of get get more engaged with those schools. Um, we plan, um, Pickens um, Tech has a welding program and they also have an HVAC, pro, HVAC program. And so we're planning to visit those schools and get them more engaged with us and learning more about our industry. And I think that what we've realized is that while we want to engage directly with students, uh, I think that the, uh, the promotion efforts and activities should really focus on the schools themselves um, as well. And building relationships with, with schools throughout the country that have a large focus here can be um, informational to our members as to what their focus areas are and what they do and how they can, how our manufacturers can better partner with them is probably a, nut, a next step for us in terms of advancing this initiative and focusing on you know those people. We're not gonna be able to change how many people come into the industry or into the sector, but we do wanna be the, the organization that directs people to us once they decide on that. There's other groups that can really kind of focus on bringing more people in. We just don't have the resources or bandwidth to do that. But once they have decided to look at a career in a technical area, we want them to know that we exist. And also, I feel like the schools, the schools are coming to us saying, you know, what can our students be doing to be more prepared for jobs within your industry? And that's where our members and ABMA can really contribute as well as helping them understand 
and what they can be doing to help prepare the students for these careers in our industry. Could you just tell us what, what's the names of some of the schools that are involved in the, uh, I guess, the current scholarship? But what, the, the latest class is, uh, are they announced in January or when, when are they? Uh, so the new schools June? will be, the, the new students will be announced actually in uh, the April, May timeframe. Okay. Uh, but in addition, um, and they, they range from numerous schools. Um, Abilene Christian is one of the schools that a lot of the scholarships come from because there's a relationship there with one with Applied Heat Recovery. Um, but we've had students from a whole bunch of different colleges. Um, but we also have, a, we have an established scholarship um, for the welding program at Lone Star College, which is in Houston, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. And so every year a student at Lone Star College applies and gets a scholarship from the welding program and so that is one of that's a pilot program that we started a couple of years ago that we're looking to expand and we're actually very involved with their welding program career services we're on like a mailing list so as new graduates are coming out of their program we're helping them connect with our manufacturers who are looking for those graduating welders so well, it's Shawnica, been a very good partnership yeah, why don't you share the most recent thing that just happened a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> well, I regularly receive emails of, you know, resumes of upcoming welders. And I've started dis distributing those to some of our local members in the Texas and specifically Houston area. And as soon as that email went out, one of our members with Total Boiler, he scheduled an interview the next day and the guy was hired like by that Friday. It was like on a Tuesday and by Friday he had a job in the boiler industry as a project manager and, you know, welder. So it's great. It's great seeing these students come into our industry and, and our members are really happy about it too. So it's well, great. And then that just shows the simple connection that we made with a school can lead to something like this and then can lead to a real tangible thing. And the nice thing about this for us is that, that company now looks looks at it and says, okay, well, ABMA helped us make that connection. And that obviously mm -hmm. shows them the value of the organization. Sure. And, that, and I would think that student would think the same thing too. That, uh, and share course. it with the other students that as he's graduating, he can share it backwards. Right. And so that's right. the goal. Yeah. What's what's the name of the scholarship again? Is it is it the, it's, it's the the Randy Rawson scholarship? Randy Ross, it's actually okay. named after my predecessor um, who created the program. Okay, well, I'm glad it's uh, seems to be working so well uh, at this point. Last question here, and you hinted at it earlier, I guess, but just uh, looking at decarbonization and sustainability, and and uh, they're part of everything it seems nowadays, and they're dri driving force behind so much of what's in the industry, uh, you know, nationally and globally. How's that impact being felt within ABMA that you were uh, hinting at, I guess, earlier, and and throughout the industry as a whole, I guess, is that how much of that is is driving so much of your presentations even? Well, times. yeah, and uh, so we have a pre uh, at the manufacturers conference. Uh, we have we have a tr uh, presentation just on like the idea of sustainability renewables, where we have uh, one presentation from vapor, which is going to be electric boilers, and just having a an understanding of the elect the uniquenesses of electric boilers for people who aren't aware of that. But then the other one is a presentation on uh, B one hundred, which is a biogas. Um, that is uh, that it is now being certified by uh, by UL for a number of our burner companies um, as another method of this. And so I think that our members are looking at this as a, as a very multi-pronged approach to, to renewable sustainability, 
whatever word, buzzword you want to use at this point. Um, but our members are exploring that and trying to figure out where they where they can fit best. You know, some products fit well with certain certain products. You know, hydrogen's another hot one that's being talked about as well. And our companies are trying to figure out where where they where they can play with minimal changes to their technology, where they would play with major changes to their, their technology. Um, and, you know, for us, we just want to offer solutions to our end users that the end users desire and that they need. And if that means shifting for some other products and other product lines, then we're looking into that. And so I think that's kind of what our members are doing too. Seanika, do you have any other thoughts? No, I think, you know, we recently engaged with biomass. Um, we were an exhibitor at the biomass show and that was down um, in Atlanta and they're going to be hosting it next year in Baltimore. And, you know, we went as, you know, exhibiting, but also sponsoring. We span, we sponsored the power and thermal track and we provided um, experts, which were members exhibiting. And we had a couple members that came that were not exhibiting to speak on the panel um, but what what Scott and I realized when we were there, we also engaged with the uh, Biogas Council. And so, you know, we're just trying to really, you know, get an external perspective of, you know, we're hearing more of these things, you know, biogas, biodiesel, biomass, and we're trying to, to, to kind of get out there and get more feedback that we can bring back to our members. And, and we're going to try to stay ahead of, you know, the, the whole topic. And yeah, just and try can... to figure out where where our members can play easily and where there's some challenges. We learned a lot at this show from our members as well as from the people that were there. Um, and for example, a biogas is really not very different from just natural gas in terms of that. So a system that would already run natural gas could also run biogas with some modifications. But if you're doing biomass, where you're actually putting something in that's a mass and then that there's a whole different process and different ball game there. So, um, but these are opportunities for our members um, and we're trying to find them out. We're gonna bring experts to it. So the um, Patrick uh, Surface, who is the CEO of the Biogas Council um, has already agreed to present at our summer meeting. So um, we're also trying to kind of do that where we go to an event, we see somebody that would be of interest to our members and then bring them to our members. Very good. And actually, we just had uh, in our in our new issue, we have an article from uh, from Doug Jones at uh, New York. Yep. Oh, yeah. I think he presented at the uh, at the most recent conference, I believe. That's but, correct. Uh, yep. Well, thanks again, uh, Scott and, and, and Shanka. Thank you for your time. I, I think that's probably all we have time for today. But uh, yep. thank you both for joining us on HPAC on the air and updating us on all the, the many things ABMA has going on this spring and summer. So I want to wish you both good luck on everything that you have in front of you. Sounds awesome. Oh. Thanks so much for having us. Sure. Yeah, got one you. more thing she wants to share, though. Oh, uh, um, I'm sure it's sure. a plug for something because she is a <laughs> communications person. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, you know, we're starting to ramp up for Boiler 2024. So I would tell your listeners to start checking our website, boiler2024.com. And we'll start having all kinds of updates. We're actually about to uh, launch exhibit sales in the next few weeks. And we're looking to launch registration in the fall. So I would tell them just to kind of keep an eye on the site and keep checking back. Okay, well, thank She you. wouldn't be doing her job unless she said, shared right. no, that with you. <laughs> that's very good. And I, I thank, uh, thank both of you there. Thank, I want to thank all our listeners as well. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please hit like and subscribe. And 
and do share it with friends and colleagues. And for more, visit our podcast library on hpac.com. So take care, everyone. Take care, Scott, Shanika, and, uh, and have a happy spring. Thanks Thank you so much. much. You too.